We live in a changing world that is full of questions, and the answers must come from the unchanging truth of God's Word. Today, we look into Scripture with Scott Pauling to discover what the Bible says. Ask the Lord to speak to you and to give you truth to share with others. Welcome to The Last Days. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse number 1 says, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. I repeat, welcome to the last days. We are living, my friends, in perilous times. And yet I'm afraid too often when we talk about the last days, it gives the connotation of some doom. Now certainly there's doom for those who do not know God. It is a sad reality that people will be separated from God forever. But if you're a child of God, if you know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, this is... This is not a sad ending. Instead, it's a glorious beginning of eternity with God, of every good thing that God has planned for us. The Bible says, Eye hath not seen, ear hath not heard, neither has entered into the heart of man the things that God hath prepared for them that love Him. Do you love the Lord Jesus Christ? If you do, I want you to know the Lord who loves you, who loved you first and loves you more than you could ever imagine, has mighty things in store for you. We're talking about what the Bible says about the end of time and what it will be set in motion. Now, we know that Scripture teaches, we just read it in 2 Timothy chapter 3, that the last days describes that period between the first coming of Christ and the second coming of Christ. And we know that Christ came the first time and He's promised He will come again. So I believe that the next thing on God's agenda... The next thing on the divine calendar is what is commonly referred to as the rapture of the church. And we're going to talk about that word in just a moment. But simply put, we're referring to the moment when the Lord Jesus Christ comes again for us. When He comes to take His children out of this world. Now the word rapture is not actually found in Scripture. And yet the teaching of it certainly is. You see, the word rapture comes from a word that means to, to catch away, to seize or, or carry away. Uh, the word is actually used in Scripture. For example, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse number 17 says this, We which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds. That's the exact meaning of the word rapture. That is exactly what we're talking about. We're going to be caught away. Uh, it's used of Philip in Acts chapter 8. Remember when the Holy Spirit caught him away? It's used of the Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 12. He was caught up into the third heaven. And so we believe there's going to be a definite moment when God catches away His children. When He removes us from this perilous world, this wicked age, and brings us into His presence forever. As a matter of fact, when you come to the last book of the Bible, the revelation of Jesus Christ, he talks to his churches in the New Testament age in Revelation chapter 2, Revelation chapter 3. When you come to Revelation chapter 4 verse 1, you read these words. 
After this I looked, and behold, a door was opened in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was as it were of a trumpet talking with me, which said, Come up hither, and I will show thee things which must be hereafter. It's my conviction that that verse is representative of a shift from the church age into the things which shall be hereafter. Friend, there's about to be a door open in heaven. Uh, There's about to be a voice and a trumpet. Uh, There's about to be a word, come up hither. That's the catching away of believers in this New Testament age to be with the Lord Jesus Christ forever. Now, the most definitive portion of Scripture that deals with the rapture of the church is 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. So let me read the portion of Scripture and then we'll draw a few observations. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 beginning in verse 13 says, But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that means those who've died, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, may I pause and ask, do you believe that? That's the only way that you can truly know Christ as your Savior. Do you believe Jesus died and rose again? Well, if you believe that, the Bible says, even so, them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. In other words, as surely as Jesus didn't end at the cross and didn't stay in the tomb, he's not finished with us. There's more to come. The best is yet to come for the child of God. He goes on in verse 15 to say, For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself, isn't that good? Not an angel, not a prophet. The Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. So what's the chain of events? Uh, What is set in motion? Well, it begins with Christ returning. Christ Himself is coming with a shout of victory. This is wonderful. God's going to break His silence. Somebody said, I've never heard a booming voice from heaven. No, I haven't either, but God's going to break His silence. He descends from heaven, but He doesn't come all the way to the earth. Instead, the Bible says He comes in the air. You remember when He left in His ascension, the angel said, This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as ye have seen Him go. He went up in the clouds. He's coming back in the clouds. The Bible says that those who are asleep in Jesus, who have died in Christ, they are coming back with Him. Their bodies are going to be resurrected from the grave. Isn't that going to be glorious? They're coming out first. And so the Lord is coming back accompanied with all the pomp and circumstance of a king because He is a king. He's the King of kings and the Lord of lords. So you have His return. Then you have the resurrection. That's the dead in Christ. Those who've who've died during this church age, they're going to rise. Then the rapture. The living believers, I hope we're in that group, frankly. The living believers are called up with them into the clouds. And the Bible says then there's a great reunion. A reunion both with them and with the Lord. 1 Corinthians 15, 52 says it's going to happen in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. You see, though we may talk about the process of it, it's going to be a momentous occasion. It's instantaneous and complete in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. Now, we know that this is happening because the Lord promised it was going to happen. And God doesn't lie. We also know that it could happen any moment. The coming of Jesus Christ is imminent. Jesus said in John 14, If I go away, I will come again and receive you unto myself, 
that where I am, there ye may be also. Let me just end today where the Lord ends. Let's let God have the final word here. Revelation chapter 22 and verse number 20. He which testifieth these things saith, Surely I come quickly. Somebody said, What do you know about the coming of Christ? All I know is He's coming surely and He's coming quickly. What should our response be? The rest of verse 20 says, Amen. Even so, come Lord Jesus. If you don't know Christ as your Savior, would you put your faith in Him right now? Would you call on Him and ask Him to be your Savior so you can look forward to going to be with Him forever? He'll come to live in your heart today. And if you know the Lord Jesus as your Savior, I hope you can live today with victory and joy, saying, Even so, come Lord Jesus. My closing prayer for you today is the closing prayer of the Bible. In light of the soon return of Christ and the rapture of the church, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. It is our prayer that your faith will be strengthened as we study God's Word and that you will share His truth with others. If you're being blessed by listening to Enjoying the Journey and would like to have a part in this ministry, you may make a tax-deductible gift at scottpauley.org. Thank you for your support and continued prayers. May God bless you richly today.